Hey guys, Tucker here, co-host of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. Before we get into this week's show, I wanted to let you know that we're currently looking for more projects. So for any of you guys that listen to the show that may be an agent or otherwise that have a property that you're looking to sell, we'd love to hear from you. Obviously, we're looking to purchase properties that are maybe not best suited for the retail market or maybe they need to be redeveloped. So we do renovations and we do new construction so we could buy an existing home that maybe it smells like cigarette smoke, maybe it hasn't been updated in decades, maybe it's got some fun functional issues, problems like that, or maybe it's just in an area that is best suited to take the house down, partition the lot, maybe build a couple new homes, or just build one new home in its place, and anything in between. So if you guys out there in Listenerland have anything that would be best suited selling to a development company like ours, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website, which is ttmdevelopmentcompany.com, and when you go there, there's a Contact Us tab. Click on that, and you can send us a message, and we'll get back to you shortly thereafter. We'd love to hear from any of you guys out there that have a property like this, and hopefully we we can do a deal together. This is the Portland Real Estate Podcast, your number one place for anything you need to know about the Portland real estate market, along with in-depth interviews from our local real estate industry experts. Now, without further ado, here are our hosts, Tucker Merrihew from TTM Development Company and Steve Nassar from Premier Property Group. All right, everybody out there in listener land, welcome back. This is episode 74 of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on, but we're back this week. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Steve Nassar. What's up, Steve-O? Hey, Tucker. Good to be back on the show. Yep, it's been a couple weeks, but we'll have some good stuff to to talk about in the next few weeks. I think we're about to get a market action report, too. That'll be interesting to check out. So I bet we'll do a, a few shows here in the next couple weeks. Well, it'll be the market action show of when the market pulled the e-brake, right? (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) But that show aside, what do we got planned for this week? We've got a great show for this week. So obviously, most of our listeners know there's a big change coming down the pike January 1st in the city of Portland with regards to energy audits. So we've got a special guest on our show. I'll just go ahead and introduce him. His name is Brian Denny. He is an agent with Premier Property Group. And Brian, how long have you been an agent? Into my fourth year. So fourth year. News. Okay. Yeah. But he's been he's been a rock star agent. Brian has done some good volume for a relatively newer agent right out of the gate. You come from a background as a contractor, correct? That's correct. Yep. So Brian saw the tea leaves here with regards to this energy audit, and he he decided to partner up with some associates of his that he knows and has worked with in the past. And he's like, hey, let's start a side business that facilitates what is now about to be forced onto millions of people, literally. Well, you know, not all of them are selling, but there's a big pool of people, and those who sell will have this new compliance requirement. So... Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me, Tucker. Thank you as well. Yeah, glad to have you. Hey, before we dive in too too much, maybe just refresh our audience. What what is this new law slash rule slash thing that we all have to adhere to if we want to sell our properties in the city of Portland? And maybe let's start with that so that everybody knows what we're talking about. Absolutely. Go for it, Brian. Sounds good. So as of January 1st of 2018, if you're selling your house in the Portland proper city limits, you will be required to have a home energy score performed on your home before you've been listed for sale. 
So home energy scores, we'll talk about that in detail, but it's very much like an energy assessment with some changes that the city has mandated and put into policy and ordinance. So if you're planning on selling or if you're an agent who's listing houses in Portland January 1st, you need these scores. An interesting side note there, Tucker. I've been through a training program about this. Plus, I've talked to Brian a lot, picked his brain, and he, he knows a ton about this, obviously. So what they're looking for is the listing number. You know how every RMLS listing starts with the last two digits of the year? Anything listed in 2017 has a 17 that begins. So in 2018, effective midnight, January 1st, anything listed is going to have a 18. Anything with that 18 is required to have this energy audit score. That does include something that maybe was previously listed, was withdrawn, maybe they changed the listing, maybe they they canceled it and started over. Anything with that 1-8 is required to have the energy audit within city limits of Portland. Talk about city limits of Portland, Brian. That was a question I had. I mean, how do you determine that? I know a lot of times I'll go to Milwaukee or Tigard and I'll I'll have these listings are there in Tweenerland where they have like the 97224 zip code but then in some places they say Tigard some t- places they say Portland how would those be determined so the easiest way to find out whether or not the house that you're listing needs a home energy score would be to go to portlandmaps.com and portland maps as soon as you punch in an address into portland maps the property description is going to pop up and part of that is the property jurisdiction. If the property jurisdiction reads Portland slash Multnomah County, for example, the word Portland pops up, you're getting a score. It's really that simple. You need one. But if it's unincorporated, if it's tigered, anything else other than the word Portland pops up, then you won't need the score. And that's the simplest way to find whether or not your listing needs a score right now. But if you look at Portland as a whole, areas like Bethany, unincorporated, they don't need it. But you move slightly east and you get into the northwest, southwest hills area. Yeah, absolutely. There's You cross that line and it's right there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So somebody is listing in 2018. They determine that they're in Portland proper. They, they need the score. What does that process look like to get a score? Okay. Generally, what we'd like to see happen would be for the homeowner as the responsible party to get the score in advance to finding the real estate agent. Although we all know that homeowners don't even know this is happening. So this is going to be on the backs of the realtors at this point in time. As they're doing their listing presentation, they're going to want to bring out an example of one of these scores. It's actually a two-page report that the city has put together, and they're going to inform the client on the score. Now, the client can get the score. The realtor could get the score if they like, but the score has to take place before you put a sign in the lawn, before it hits MLS, before anything takes place to officially list this house for sale. Where does that score go, Brian? There's a lot of different places we need to score. First of all, it has to be on the property in some form or fashion as a printed piece of material. So you could put it in your home book. You could put it inside as a flyer or leaflet. That is designed for buyers and buyers agents who are coming in to see the property. It should be one available there. You also need who's to- policing that? Uh, I know, I know, RMLS. <laughs> that's being policed, but literally, who's going into these listings and looking? So at wait, this? just real quick, you got to list it on your listing in RMLS, but then uh, they actually want you to have some type of literature in the home that you know, maybe like you know, if you went to OSU, you fly a beaver flag outside. Maybe you fly like an audit score, you know, flag or something. Like you literally have. I to like your idea. We might run with that. Front of people. That's, that's <laughs> bizarre, but 
getting back to Steve's question, yes, who would be the audit police for something like that? So the the oversight is obviously the city of Portland. They do have oversight in it. There's a number of people who are involved in that. And then there is another organization called Earth Advantage. Earth Advantage is that third party neutral entity who oversees guys like me to make sure we're doing our job. They follow up on us in our Q&A. But I believe they're also going to have a little bit of a role in making sure that this mandate is taking place and being followed. So don't expect if you don't have a listing that you may be getting a phone call from either one of those entities saying, hey, you know what, There's you need to put this in, in somewhere. Now, let me answer the rest of Steve's questions because not only is it going inside the house and it going in your MLS, it also has to syndicate. And this is there's some confusion inside of this. But Kyle Dresner, who is the policy analyst for PDX Bureau of Planning, he did an actual podcast, as a matter of fact, since we're here. He did a podcast back in April talking about specifically how the realtor is responsible to make sure that this syndicates into Zillow, Redfin, Truly, all of those big branches. And the easiest way to do that would be to put a little put a link in there, a hyperlink into your public remarks or right within the public remarks itself what the score is. Or you can take a, the actual two-page report, turn it into a JPEG, an image file, upload that like a photo. But it has to be public wherever this is going. Not only is this affecting the sellers of the property and the realtors, but this is going on to the for sale by owner as well. So if they're trying to do a Craigslist, if they're trying to do something in the, I hate to say it, if it's in print, it's got to have the score. So this will be interesting if you try to put one of these in the uh, newspaper. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this because, like, for example, we went and looked at a house today. What's the, just real quick, what's the range of scores that you can get on? One to 10. One to 10. Okay. So we went and looked at a house today that was probably a negative three. (laughs) 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 It was definitely in the city of Portland. We buy a lot of stuff directly from homeowners and, you know, obviously we're, I guess they're supposed to do it, but I would imagine it doesn't happen. I mean, it, it would seem to me that if you go the traditional route of selling your property, which you know 99% of people do in terms of hiring a realtor and listing it, it's really like you said, Brian, it's going to fall on the backs of the realtors to kind of facilitate this because most people are going to be like, I talked to this gal today who had the house with the score of probably negative three. And I was like, hey, this house was built in 1902. You know, if we tear this thing down, we have to hand demo it too, right? And she was like, no, I had no idea. And you know, that crazy rule has been around for a while now. So you know, there's going to be a lot of homeowners that obviously don't know this. So you're right. I think it's going to be the realtors who ultimately, just like they schedule home inspections and and pictures for listings and things like that, you're going to be the ones that probably have to schedule this and get it done for people, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, it reminds me so much of the auto industry, what they did to that industry with uh, miles per gallon. You know, I don't know when they did that. It's It's been around, I think, most of my lifetime. And I think in dealerships, I think they have to have some, almost the same thing, like a flyer in the window that, that does say the miles per gallon. The one-page document, the Portland Home Energy Report, which is unique to Portland, by the way, there is a national component yeah. to this, but it's a little slightly different. Portland came up with their one-page document. It reminds me of those car dealership flyers that has in you know, big letters the score, and it kind of gives you a, a breakdown of estimated cost per month. So I think there's some positive things to this. It's a pain in the butt for us. It's change. It's cost. I think it is the future. It's not even to say that it's going to deter buyers. During the training that I went through, they said the average score is five. So if the average score is five, meaning you, t- you take every house in Portland and you line them up from one to 10 and half of them land in the middle, if somebody comes in at a two or three, I don't think anyone's going to wince and go, oh my gosh, because they've been seeing fives everywhere. But 
it is valuable to know. And if somebody is looking at two houses and all else is equal, you could see where they'd put a little bit of value in this. And now buyers really don't know what that home is going to cost to heat it. And as far as energy goes, I've had some clients over the years, both on my listings and my buyers who have asked for like a year's worth of utility bills, which is kind of not a bad way to do it up until now. This will give people more of a formal, here's kind of an estimation of what this costs and they can compare that to other homes. I mean, overall, I think it's a positive. Is it a pain in the ass? Yeah, it is. But I think it's a positive. We'll change and adjust and people will think it's the norm, just like everything else with time. And, you know, obviously I applaud Brian for recognizing that there's going to be a new market and a need here for this type of service. And so, you know, if there's going to be the service, somebody that knows what they're doing needs to provide it, you know, and that's just the reality of the of life at this point. But, you know, I do think that it's a positive in terms of making people more aware of what they're buying. We've tore apart so many houses in the city of Portland, which literally they have newspaper or no insulation on exterior walls, right? And they have old wood windows that basically the wind barely blows and you feel it on the other side, but the house is so cute, right? And you know, some agents don't know much about the actual product that they're selling. And if the people like it, why get in the way of it? You know, but this might educate people a little better to just realize that, okay, if we're buying this house that has zero insulation and old wood windows, and it's, but it's cute, at some point we might have to shell out some dough to actually make this house, you know, uh, updated a little bit, right? Where, you know, this kind of just forces the issue a little more. So I think it's good for overall buyer education. And, you know, I think you're right, Steve. I think it's the future. Ultimately, people are going to want to factor this in when they buy a property. So sellers and, and realtors should look at this as a disclosure document, if you will. It's it's very much like having a home inspection done, but on the front end instead of the back end. When we get there, those windows were already aluminum. There was all, That house is already 1930 with no insulation. And we're just bringing it to the buyer's knowledge at that point in time and, right. and, and into a database. I mean, it doesn't change anything on the property. What's yeah. the database? Is it like, so does every property, do you guys have to report it to like a Portland database then? So yes. they retain a sort of like an FHA appraisal. Like if it comes in low, they're screwed for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite on the FHA, actually, lenders are behind this. And we can talk about that if you like. But there is an online database and it's going to be a public database where every address will have that has one of these scores will have the score attached to it inside the Portland database. That is not up and running yet. Obviously, we're still a couple months out from you know, this going in full force, and we should have it up and running by the end of this month, though, for that database. But yeah, it's, it's just be awareness so that if you as a realtor find a listing, you don't see a score for some reason inside of Zillow, then you can obviously jump into the database and see if that was just never got uploaded to Zillow properly. So let's let's chat about the process, Brian. Let's kind of go at this from, from start to finish. So, okay, we know we need a score. We know we're in the city of Portland. We call your company up. What's the name of your company? HomeEnergyScore.com. Okay. Real simple. <laughs> HomeEnergyScore.com. I think I can remember that one. So, yeah. <laughs> and we, we engage you. What's the process like to get you out there? And then what do your technicians for your company do? Absolutely. So simple process. Most realtors look at this like another another sewer scope or another radon test. Ultimately, that's where you open the door and you walk away. But in this process, a little bit different. We prefer to actually meet with a client. Real estate agent isn't necessarily be there, but the client we would like to have their time so we can explain the score. It's such a new policy. Nobody knows what's coming. And there's going to be details. When someone gets a four on their house, they're going to want to know why it wasn't a five. 
That's why we want to meet the client. If you have a serial number that's not on uh, the air conditioning system, well, it's maybe he knows or she knows exactly when that AC unit was put in, and that helps me rate the AC unit. So then call us up and schedule, or then get on our, our website, homeenergyscore.com. There's a very simple calendar. Click, click, click. Put some data in, you're done. Be out there. Three, four, five days is our average turnaround is what we're expecting. Get four full-time assessors doing this. When they arrive, just like a contract would do an estimate on a house, quick Q&A with the client, go through a couple details. They're going to walk the inside and outside of the property. And what we're looking at is the assets of the property. We're looking at that shell. The score does not care how your client uses it. They don't care about their energy bills. They don't care if, it, if they crank the heat up to 100 degrees on a cold day or 50 degrees on a hot day. What the score cares about is the efficiency of your furnace, your hot water tank, are you working with any type of solar panels? What's the insulation, the R value inside of the insulation that you have? And the windows, single pane, double pane, aluminum, vinyl, so forth. So we're really looking at the house as it sits as a standard shell and creating, if you will, a point system, plugging it into a software program, and it spits out a number. All about efficiency. That number is going to create that two-page home energy report. What's the score now? And it's going to have recommendations that what you could do to increase your score should you want to, or even more importantly, or equally important for the buyer. The buyer comes in, they see that the score is a three, but there's a short list of recommendations what they can do to get that house up to a seven with just some rehab. What parts of the house do they have to access? Where do you see the insulation? So we need to get into the crawl. We need to get into the attic as well. Okay. Yeah, so those areas are, are important. And likewise, going back to the homeowner being there, you know, I'm guilty of keeping things over the top of my, you know, my crawl space or in the way. So we'll plan in advance before that, that we'll send out that auto email saying what to expect. It's going to be an hour long meeting. When we're completed, you'll have this score created right there on the spot. So when that one and a half hour ish meeting takes place, as we leave, we're walking the client through exactly everything we found, validating what we have, square footage of the house, the AC unit and so forth. And we're going to hit submit and put, they're going to have a score printed or pushed right there. It's going to be emailed to them in a PDF. goes to them, goes to the realtor. We get a copy of it. Portland gets a copy. And the U.S. Department of Energy, who's created this program, ultimately is getting a copy of it, even though it's Portland that's really mandating it. So it is same day. The same day, right there on the spot. Do they that's have all. you doing any type of like a, a blower door test or anything like that to see, you know, how well the house breathes or retains, you know, heat and cool air? Great question. Uh, blower door tests are optional. They are not necessary, and the score will work without the blower door test, so it does compensate for that. And what you'll find is when the DOE created this, what their goal was was to have something more simplified, quicker, and affordable. Again, you're talking something that's about $200 on average, you know, mm -hmm. but something that's affordable so that we're not spending six hours on a property doing an $800 full assessment of the energy audit. It's something that we can put together in a single day. Here's a question gotcha. a lot of people asked around here, Brian. How long is that score good for? The score independently is good for eight years. Now, every two years, you're going to want to contact your assessor, if you care to, and say, hey, you know what? Times have changed. The average might have gone up or gone down on that score rating, what the average home is. And they could just plug that data right back in the database from their office, from their computer, and that may adjust your score. For example, as you live in an area where you have a lot of new homes developing around you, that are energy efficient, nines and tens. Your score might have been a five, but say four years from now, it could bump down to a four because everything else is more efficient and you're not in the average anymore. So every two years, you should just have your score updated if you like. However, if you have any type of considerable remodeling done, new windows put in, skylights, adding square footage, new insulation, anything that can affect our score rating, 
then you would need it to be rescored. It might be overall rescore or just that individual area. If you call me up and we did an assessment for you in January and two years later, you, for whatever reason, you decided to finally go on the market. We'll come back and you had those new windows come in. We'll just come out, take a look at those new windows and we're really looking at that, at that alone. Not a whole score necessarily. Gotcha. And talk to us about the type of properties that have to have this. Condos, ADUs, you detached homes, townhomes. So single family residents, Again, within the Portland proper, yes, you're going to need it. There are a few other homes, side-by-side -side condos and townhouses or, or independently standing. But what we don't score are stackable units. So in the Pearl, you've got condos that stack high. We don't. If you've got someone above you or below you, you don't need a score. You can sell the property like normal, no big deal. There's a few exemptions on properties. You can have a commercial property that was originally a residential house. Maybe you were having insurance banner out front. Now all they're using it is for business purposes. That won't need a score. You can also apply for hardship. Should you have a seller who may not be able to come up with that $200 or, and if the property is in a bank foreclosure, if there's a, a deed in lieu, those won't need scores either. Standard transactions across the board is what we're looking at on non-stackable units. ADUs. Now, ADUs are, are one that if it's a detached ADU, the ADU that's detached does not need to be scored in it. It is a separate unit. It really is. However, if you're living in Northwest Portland and you're using that basement as an ADU because it's secondary housing for a tenant, likelihood of you guys sharing utility of some sort, whether that be heating, electrical, water, something of that nature, that's technically part of the house. Or if it's an above garage ADU on attached unit, that's above, that's part of the house again. That would have to score. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotcha. So you were uh, talking cost here real quick. They obviously, you know, blower door tests are more, the reason why I ask is because we, you know, we pay significantly more than 200 bucks to have our blower door tests done. So they want to keep the cost somewhat reasonable for for homeowners that now have to basically bear the the burden so to speak so it's somewhere in the 200 dollar range is that what everybody's kind of anticipating here yeah the city of portland came out and they said it'll be anywhere from 150 to 250 is with their expectations but i can tell you with talking to the other companies that are providing the service i've found them to go anywhere from right at the 200 mark to 275 so that's going to average when i say about two plan plan two to 250 i think in a portland in our marketplace Gotcha. And one thing that was interesting to me as I've been getting myself familiar with this is it was brought up that basically if you call two different companies, it's going to effectively score the same unless somebody is inputting incorrect data or measuring something wrong. It's a so this isn't a subjective process is what I'm is what I'm seeing and hearing. It's not it's not like an appraisal, right? We we all get frustrated with how subjective an appraiser can be and, and you get the wrong one and suddenly, you know, we, you, you have a, a mess on your hands. But this is a pretty tight knit process where they're basically following a checklist, measure the insulation here, what kind of windows, you know, square footage is a big part of this too. If the house is large, it's going to have a low score. Is, would you agree with that, Brian? Well, to clarify, if you had two homes side by side and they had the same heating and cooling units, but one might have had additional 800 square feet, mm -hmm. yes, potentially that larger home, it takes more energy to cool a larger home than it is a small mm -hmm. home in the same unit, at the same AC unit. So it could potentially have a, a lower score because the energy usage in that property. So, yes. It Do you think the, we'll see 5,000 square foot homes with decent scores you think it's possible to have that i mean i mean it takes a lot 
of the heat and yeah and, and again it all goes back into the efficiency that the builder put in or what the upgrades might have been from the when the current owner of that property so yeah it'll be interesting to, to check out but yeah it de- size the size of the home definitely plays a big role in it so so the score will be given based on this pretty tight process and then let's talk about the auditing mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty interesting they're auditing up the city's coming in or, or earth advantage earth actually and auditing a pretty good number of these so there's not going to be a lot of you know wiggle room on these go yeah. ahead and talk about that so earth advantage and we talked about them just briefly is the they are to me an assessor as the organ construction contractors board is to a remodeler so you can see the oversight that they have mm-hmm. so even though you'll have an assessor who has his license and he can do a home energy score, say, in Canby, unless he's approved by Earth Advantage in the city of Portland and going through their training processes, what he's doing out of Portland doesn't matter. There was our two different reports that come out, though they're scored the same. It's just Portland directed differently. Now, Earth Advantage as that neutral third party, their role be over, more than oversight is, yes, to go back through since they have the communication, and all the data of our clients who we've done assessments for. They'll randomly contact clients and do a QA, a quality assurance follow-up, where they'll ask if they can step back onto the property and just do a secondary home energy score for them just to make sure that we, the assessors, are in line and our numbers are precise. As Steve said, ideally, this is this is hard numbers for the most part. You, you could see what the efficiency rating is on the furnace. You're plugging that into the computer. It's really, really simple. The square footage is about the only one that you can come off on a little bit that might have a factor as long as you're going through the rest of the process properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they make it pretty cut and dry so that they're, you know, the whole uh, appraisal situation doesn't occur, essentially, where somebody's like, I need another opinion because I don't. (laughs) Or they're giving, you know, $100 handshakes to get a higher score. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, those $100 handshakes, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about enforcement on this, Brian. What's that look like? So real quick, tell us about where in the RMLS this goes. We actually have a, a section of the RMLS that is built for this. It actually has already existed prior to this, right? Yeah, that's correct, Steve. So inside your RMS, there is a tab in your listing load, which is the green energy tab. The green energy tab does have a column to it at the very top that talks about types of energy scorings. And be very careful because there are a lot of energy scorings, but we're looking again at the home energy score. That's the specific one we want, not the FERS report, not the EPS report. Those are all in there. But the home energy score is inside your MLS. You're going to pull down the, the Dropbox, put the home energy score in there, then put the rating number that was received by the assessor provided to you and the homeowner and the date that it was that it was received on. So that's, first of all, listing the RMLS. Now, from the RMLS, as we talked about before, you need to still go into your private, or excuse me, your public remarks and either have a secondary link. And for our clients, we can create that web link. It's just a simple online PDF that I can create once I have the score and upload. So they can just go to this website and there you have it. There's the score. People want more than the score. What they really want is they want that two page document. They want to see, okay, if it's scored a three, why? And it says it's scored a three because the insulation factor perhaps, and maybe the windows. If those were the recommends, well, those might be very simple. And many of these homes that are gonna be purchased the lenders actually love the score. And I don't want to jump off topic, so no, let me, no, let me keep going. circle back around here. But the lenders love the score because 
there are programs out there from the FHA and other organizations, the and so forth, that work very much like a rehab, but it's energy-based rehab. So if you find a house that has a score of a four and you have that two-page report and you can see it really comes down to windows and insulation, then you and, you, and the assessor says in the statement, this house could be a six just by changing these two or three items, they can qualify for a greater amount of money on their home loan. They can get a stretch on their debt to income ratio. There's a whole bunch of programs available that you can contact your local lender and find out about. Yeah, that's a cool component. I'm looking at one of those sheets right now. And in addition to giving you your score right next to you, it tells you what it could be with some improvements and then it bullet points those improvements. So it's pre- it's a pretty simple, easy to use form. You know, you've talked a lot about putting it in public comments and, and putting it, you know, making sure it's on all the third party sites. It'll be interesting to see how much enforcement is done there. And, and I do want to come back to talking about enforcement. It'll be interesting to see if, if you put it in RMLS, if they're really going to mess with you, if some, you know, random third party site out there didn't pull that, if they're going to penalize you. I know you have your thoughts and opinions on, yeah, you should put it in the public comments. But but just so you know, those public comments, there's only so many characters were allowed and that's valuable real estate in those characters. So so having to put these there, I don't know. I might I might just especially uh, if it's a bad score. Right. Like, why do I want to take up characters for a one? Right. Like, yeah. Limited to so let's talk about enforcement. Let's just say I'd, I list a house and I do not put it in the RMLS in the section that is built for it, the green energy supplement form. What does enforcement look like? Who's who's looking for that and what do they do? Ultimately, it is the homeowner's responsibility to get the score. It's a real responsibility to make it public. Now, if you're found or a listing is found without a score, they'll contact the homeowner and let them know you may not be aware of the policy. Please get a score. They have a certain period of time that the city will will create and to get the score. If they don't have the score by then, they're looking at a five hundred dollar fine. So there is a warning. That, there is a warning, a, a, warning. a non penalized warning. And I wonder if they'll tighten that up later. You know, so, because this is so new. Yes. Because because that would, I could see people abusing it if there's just no penalty and it's just a warning. But even though. Part of me is also this is a required field though in it's a requ- well, yeah, it's so, to be. It's yeah, to be required field. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so the if it's a required field, then then we on there it won't be optional on our end. It's gonna But have only to be. if you're in the city point, right? RMLS would recognize if you're outside of it and then it would be required, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So okay, so right out of the shoot, five hundred dollars. Seller fine. doesn't have anything there. They're contacted as a warning with a date, then what happens after that if they don't put if it they in? they don't have it in, another period of time goes on, and then they give you a secondary $500 fine again. So they're looking at trying to cap this at 1000 Where that goes, I don't know at this point, but that's where we're at. Uh, maximum fines up to $1,000 at this point in time. So I think part of that's also going to be because your buyers are going to come to expect this. If they're out looking at four or five houses before they make that purchase of the one, and they see score, 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 because they're all in the same neighborhood, and yours doesn't have it, don't be surprised if they come back and say, hey, you know what? Inside of our home inspection, we want you to pr- provide us for. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's it's, a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you ask for it? Yeah. And so ju- just to reiterate, this is against the sellers thus far. Probably in the near future, we won't be able to list without that score. But but currently, there's no penalty against the agent involved. So currently. that's, that's in- an interesting component of the enforcement. There was a couple other things here i like to ask a lot of questions about the future of the score too and what's happening like now that portland's involved where does this go with everything else yeah that would be my question is you know obviously 
those of you guys that are doing these scores would hope that every municipality surrounding Portland probably requires it as well, which, you know, they very well may moving forward. But what's been the whispering on that in terms of other people there, on board? There's no whisper. It's a shout. It's a shout. <laughs> what's effort. been the shouting so, of that? Yeah. So here's what's happening. Beaverton's watching. Hillsborough's watching. These other communities are watching. And a big part of this is because Portland brought this in not only for buyer awareness and, you know, to obviously do well for the city, but it also helps their long-term, what's the word I'm searching for here, their long-term climate action plan. Their climate action plan is one where they went back and said, okay, 1990, the year 1990, where are our levels then? By the year 2050, we're going to reduce those levels by 80%. I mean, we're on a green path. That's who we are, right? They implemented this partially because of, of those goals. So, other communities have the same goals. They also have very aggressive. So they're all watching. And we're going to find is, you know, two years down the road, don't be surprised if Beaverton moves or Hillsborough moves or one of the other cities nearby move. As a matter of fact, when you talk to those who are in the Oregon Department of Energy, I talked to Roger Hainu face to face down at his office, and he told me his goal would be to spread this across the entire state at some point. Yeah. In Portland, it's interesting. We didn't really talk about it, but Portland was kind of a leader and an innovator in where in the process they put this. It's it's actually pretty smart. There's other cities in the country. I think Austin has something similar, Austin, Texas, but aren't they backloaded where, where before the transaction closes, you have to know the score. And Portland kind of went at it a different way. They said, well, let's get this up front so it's part of the deci- or upfront decision process. Isn't yeah, that right? You're on the right path. So Berkeley, Austin, Boulder, there's a number of them that are doing this. But they did. They put this at the end because it, it appeared to be more convenient for the home inspector to do this when he does his home inspection. However, what they found to be true is cities like Austin will give you 18 months to have that score turned in after the transaction. But Who's turning in a score 18 months later? Yeah, you know, you that doesn't forgot. make a lot of sense, does it? Yeah. it? yeah. So they're chasing down people, and well, it's it's that's not what the city wants to do. When Portland implemented this, they put it on the front end. So they are on the front line, if you will, for being the first. In doing so, you're going to see that the rest of the country is watching. And should we have Seattle, for example, move forward on this, the likelihood of them taking the Portland model over the Austin model it's probably without question at this point. I think the portal model makes a, a lot more sense. One question I got for you though, Brian is, so let's say, is there a year built line in the sand where you don't need to have it, right? Like, let's say we built a house in 2017 in Portland and we're listing it and selling it in 2018. I mean, it's all new up to code. It really seems like a mute point to get an energy audit on something that's now built with today's building code. But that being said, is it still required? So it will not be required unless you have, like Steve had mentioned, an MLS number that's an 18. Now, let me clarify on your question because you mentioned building a house. The the new home building, they have their own score. Energy Trust of Oregon has created their own scoring system, and that's the – Gosh, help me there. I'm not the new EPS, the Energy Performance Score. The Energy Performance Score will still be around for the next two years. That's not going anywhere, and the builders can use that. Some of the builders will – incorporate the home energy score on top of it or make the transition. The reason why is because it's a little bit confusing when you look at the two scores side by side. One goes 1 to 10 with 10 being the best score. The other goes 0 to 200 with 0 yeah. being the best score. The overlap is, you know, it's it's two different languages. So This, score, this house is a 0? <laughs> <laughs> I could see that being confusing. Boy. So, but those scores will stay in place. Or excuse me, those scoring systems will stay in place for two more years. We'll make that transition as we come around that corner. But 
if you are not a new construction, if you are a home that has been lived in previously, you have a, a 2018 listing, it's going to happen. And you know what, Tucker, here's the big thing. We're trying to get out the word as much as possible. Obviously, the podcast, I'm doing two or three CE classes a week for realtors. And the biggest thing that's a shocker to them is as we turn that year, that 2018, Realtors are somewhat notorious for taking our old listings and putting a brand new listing number on them so they get that high rank in Zillow and they look like something fresh out of the gates come January, even though they're on the market from last June. But when you do that, you're now required to have a score. And Ooh. if you're required to have a score, okay. something be kicking out that $200 plus and your homeowner probably not going to want to do that when they didn't have nothing to do with you making that switch. Yeah, so be aware point. of that. That condition advance or plan for it. Hmm. There are a couple other exemptions, though, guys, that we didn't yes. talk about. There are exemptions for some foreclosures. Go into that, Brian, for us. Yeah, foreclosure sales, deed in lieu, trustee sales. If you have a, again, the EPS hardships, those are all, again. Short um, sale? Short sale. You know what? That's a great question. And, and here's, here's the interesting thing. Actually, good. any pre-foreclosure sale that is less than owed on mortgage. Okay, that so that would be a short sale. sale. Yeah, so. I think short sales also. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, who, who are you going to get to pay for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's a nice exemption. I'm, I'm glad they, they did put that in there. It definitely makes it a little easier in some of those situations. Cool. What else you got for us on this, Brian? Well, you, you know, you, you've done a, a few of these presentations. Yeah, it's so. a new program. You know, the realtors, it's it's a balanced line right down the middle. Some people love it. Some people are, are not loving change. The city wants it, though. I mean, this was something when if you go to the city meetings and the council meetings on this, you had more people asking for it and standing behind it than against it. What's and, that saying about fighting City Hall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, don't. you can't. That's yeah, you can't. Yeah, um, yeah. The so, city wants a lot of crazy stuff. This, I would say, is not so crazy though. I really think this is a, a positive at the end of the day. Some of the other bananas ideas that come out of there, but this one I think is actually a good one at the end of the day. No matter what your stance is with City Portland policies and procedures, I'll tell you what: the amount of time they put in this, how clear they've made the expectations and the rules. And they didn't rush it out the gates by any means at all. Everybody wants to say that we need more information. This should be spread a little bit further. There should be publicized that this is taking place. They've worked on it, but this probably, this is, you know, hats off to them. They've done a great job putting this program together. I really feel like this is something they've done right. Yeah, and they just finalized it. What, gosh, two, three weeks? of the last month. Yeah, so within the last month, they just finalized the, the last details that we're going over here. There'll be adjustments. There always are. You know, there'll be some things that they'll change as time goes on, but it'll, it'll work in our favor, I'm sure, when it's all over with for everybody. Yeah. Brian, tell us about your company. Tell us why we should use you. I plan to use you, but <laughs> Thanks, Steve. And so, I, think you, I think you guys do a great job. Obviously, you know your stuff, and you've got a great crew from what I've seen and heard, but tell our listeners a little bit about you guys and what you it. do. And So HomeEnergyScore.com, I am the founding, founder and the managing member of it, and I have a, a business partner, William Hardy, who... He and I go back well over a decade. He was with me in my past business prior to real estate that I had, which was a construction company. It focused on home improvements, especially the green aspect of it. It's actually called Greenleaf. So our company is four guys assessing houses out in the field. I'll obviously be doing real estate like normal, but I'll be back here in the office too and working on you know, the books, the marketing, the oversight. But you know, I'll tell you, it's it's something that we know there's going to be a huge demand. The big fear that realtors have on this is they don't want this to turn into appraisals from last year, you know, 50-day appraisals. And we will have a lot of you – know, Rush fees. Brian, you're going to get know, rush fees. No, <laughs> yeah, think about that, huh? Yeah. 
Now, you go to my website, we've got 225 is our rate. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. I know there's people out there not wanting to say their rate because they want to know what the market's going to endure. I, I'm for the rush fees, Brian. $1,500 rush fee. Get no. it right away. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we don't want it to be like appraisals. And so we are we are very glad that you're out there and you've got you've ramped up your, your crew and are going to be one of the providers out there. And it sounds like you're going to have pretty, pretty quick turn times. We will. We definitely will. I mean, we can pump out 16 of these things a day is what our goal is. And We've also had MHR guys who are willing to do some evenings and weekends too, because that's when homers are home and that's what's efficient. So we're going to be there. And you, and you were telling me you get you guys have a pretty efficient booking site too, right? That's obviously there on your website. Yes. Which I have to say, I, I applaud you for the website, homeenergyscore.com. I don't know how much you had to pay for that, but that worked out good if it was just a $12 go to GoDaddy. <laughs> so <laughs> take some scores to make up for that one. <laughs> that's great man i mean uh, you can't i mean definitely can't forget that but anyway steve they've got a booking on the site that obviously probably makes it easy for customers to be able to set up a, an appointment and all that i assume it's literally three clicks and uh, enter in your your data as far as the location of the house who's going to receive us when we're there phone numbers and emails it's and you get to simple. select the time day and time slot select your day yep. select your time right there on well, it like, um, like our marketing platform did you learn it from our marketing platform you, you know i did I took, I took that out of your book steve <laughs> good for you good for you so you've got a great booking site you've got uh, you're, you're staffed up you've got a great crew of guys and they're gonna go out there it's 225 is that a fixed is there variables <clears throat> So it's a 225 up to 4,000 square feet. Once we get into a larger property, then we're going to have to do a sliding scale. I was on a 6,000 square foot property the other day, and those take a little more time, especially if you have homes that have multi-units to heat or cool a house. So that's there could be some sizable properties out there we're going to spend you know more than an hour and a half on. For sure. And I think it's also important to mention this because a lot of people don't realize you have to give $25 yeah. of that to Earth Advantage, who is the regulator and who's auditing correct and that makes sense if they're auditing i mean they're they're they're, they're taking man hours there's also the enforcement side so well there are government oversight so of course they have their handout you got to pay <laughs> pay the man you know that's that's the way it works good good yeah. i'm on record for that but no yeah we do so they do get a piece of that and but it just it does pay for their interaction with it so it's great i mean they put a lot of training into us and sure we have ongoing fees for those things too but those guys are excellent when it, yeah we've, we've nice. dealt with them a lot in the past we used to get a lot of our homes certified and and all that so we we've had a lot of experience with them as well so brian when does this start i mean are you doing them today no, we're not doing them today. And here's, well, let me rephrase. So I am doing assessments, but we're not doing them for the general public. We're not doing an upload yet. And so what's taking place is the city of Portland has to take everybody through one last meeting, one last orientation for all of its assessors. And until you hit that orientation date, they're not even going to release you access to begin uploading these things into the PDF data, the PDX database. When do you think that will be? Well, it was supposed to be tomorrow, but they canceled it. So. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so my next availability and theirs wasn't until for three more weeks, but we do have people who will begin as of next week with that orientation. Should they begin doing audits after that? I couldn't say, but it'll probably be a month out before we're able to do it due to the fact that we'll need in the login information. In your best guess, because this is absolutely a guess, when do you think it starts to go gangbusters? Probably around December 1st, like when people are basic or maybe even closer to January, like December 15th. Because for me and my people, I mean, my, my process, and I might be a little slower than most because we do quite a bit for our, our, we try to do a lot of marketing for our sellers, but usually two weeks-ish where mm -hmm. I could see somebody who's talking to a serious seller December 1st, they're going, let's rush this on market and get a 17 number so you don't have to yeah. do it. But probably around the 15th, 
20th of December, those conversations are like, okay, you got to do it. Here's what you got to do. <clears throat> That's exactly what I expect too, because you're going to have those like you who are going to do listings in January. You know it's coming. You're going you're to do your marketing in December. It's the way it is. And you're going to get your energy score in December as well. And then there's going to be plenty of us who have listings that will carry over. It's just the nature of the season. Knowing it's going to carry over, knowing we want that 18 ml, we're just going to have one done by the last you know, week or two within December and get it over. So we're going to have a nice ramp up period in December. January hits. Unfortunately, that's when things are going to be busier than expected because do the math on this, Steve. You're talking 11,000 listings. No, excuse me, 11,000 sales, 14,000 listings. Fizbo's on top of that, I mm-hmm. imagine. And, you know, we're probably going to carry it. We're expecting about 50 assessors probably inside of Portland by the time we hit January. So 50 assessors or 50 companies like yours? That was the last word I heard was 50 assessors. And you do the math on that. That's uh, that's not enough assessors. That's a lot of busy guys. That's what that is. So, yeah. It's a lot of rush fees. Yeah, a lot of rush fees. (laughs) Just kidding. No, no. I'm giving giving Brandon a hard time about the rush fees. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a... (laughs) There's going to be a lynch mob for Brian before he even leaves my office today. No. So the assessors have to be licensed, correct? Individually. So your yep. four guys had to each go in and get some kind of cert- they, certificate. They need, own, they need to go through um, a variety of steps to get it. And it's, it's a multi-week to multi-month based on timelines when these things fall into play. Now, you know, for example, you can go through BPI, which is Building Principles Institute. You can do the online scoring there, but you still have to go in the field and you got to get tested there as well. So there's a hurdle here. So if someone's jumping in today and saying, you know, I'm a I'm a home inspector. I want to do this. You know, jump in now. You'll be up and running by January. But you turn the corner as a home inspector and you want to make this a little bit of fill in January. And yeah, it's going to be March or April. March by the time you actually have a chance to really make this thing happen. They all need to be independent auditors, independent assessors, if you will, and they need to be independently approved. And again, you know, I mentioned Canby earlier, as you get an assessor out in Canby, if you call someone up and you say, do you do a US DOE home energy score? And they say, yes, you need to clarify, are you certified for in-city of Portland? Because that document they send you will be similar to what Portland provides, a multi-page document, but it will not look like that document. It'll have a score on it, but you might as well toss that one away and start all over from Hmm. somebody who's inside the city. Hmm. Somebody at one of the Hmm. events I went to said that MLS was going to talk with that city database. Have you heard that? Where it would auto-populate in there, almost like the tax records. Is that something you've heard, or is, we just don't know? At I this haven't point? heard anything about that. It's very possible. As a matter of fact, I am working on our revamped website, which will be done next month. And part of that is we have the right of overlay. So when the city does put together their entire list, we can do a right of overlay into our website. So you can just go to my site and see every house that was ever assessed. Hmm. Gonna, you guys are going to build out some APIs to suck all the data and put it on each other's sites, which you can have Stephen Fitzmaurice uh, do that for everybody since, you know, he was the <laughs> API master, remember? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no, but it's it's going to be something else. I'll tell you guys, we're, we're in a new, we're in a new time for Portland and this will be something that I think will be unseen. You know, for a long time, I've been the big believer that in our home inspections, I'd like to see more. I know they're three and four hour processes and they cost five or $600, but you know, I'd like to see people have a little bit more insight or even go into a property, which I've done in the past, where we have those negative threes, as you said, Tucker, right? Oh, yeah. Have an inspection done before you put it on the market so that you don't have to worry about falling on the market later, you know, falling out of contract later. I've done that with a few of my homes because you want to know what's wrong with them before you put them on the market. Full disclosure. Well, 
you're the exception to the rule. Most realtors don't want to know. Don't send me the report. I don't want to know what's wrong with it. Just buy it. But I'm also a licensed <laughs> contractor who's got a, a general contractor's background for 10 years. Right. And well, that's the difference. That's the prior. reason. So, so yeah. unfortunately, I, uh, I know more than I should when I look at a home. So yeah. Well, no, that's a good thing. That, that means you're the right guy to be doing this. So Perfect. Cool. All right. Brian, so for people are... to get a hold of you, best way, go to homeenergyscore.com. And they can obviously, if they want to call you, they can probably get your phone number there. But they can also book online through the website, which I'm assuming that's what most people will probably end up doing. Absolutely. That's the best way to get a hold of us. And you are available for other presentations, right, Brian? I am. If, if one of our listeners out there, they're in an office or they have a group of people that they want to reach out to you for so that you can come and in person relay to them everything. I'm actually, by the way, as we've been go- doing this podcast, guys, listeners, I've been looking through a little PowerPoint presentation that Brian has put together. It's really, it's really very impressive in how it covers from start to finish this entire process. So... He does have a PowerPoint and he will travel. <laughs> I do. So if you're a, a realtor or in title or lending or you oversee an entire brokerage house, you know, feel give, give me a call or jump on our website and email me. But we can come out and do CE credits for your brokers. I think we're currently working with six different lenders and title companies who've approved us. I'm sure one of those would work for your brokerage house. And we're happy to put on a one-hour presentation for you and get your guys some CE credits for for this mandated law that we have to we have to do we have to be abide so it's brian denny d-e-n-n-e give them your phone number brian office line 503-330-1091 again that's 503-330-90 excuse me (laughs) 503-330-1091 and it's homeenergyscore.com. Can you transpose the numbers on my score that way when you, <laughs> when I get a bad one? When I've got a one, can we can we get that transposed? Uh, a dyslexic assessment. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Brian, thanks for joining us. I think we provide a lot of clarity, both to myself, but everybody that's listening, in terms of what we should expect moving forward. You know, ultimately, I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to be more information for the consumer. There'll be a little bit of growing pains, but I think that it's it's ultimately a good thing for the market. Yeah, and one year from now, it's just the norm. It's the right. norm, just the way we do things, and, and we won't even remember when it wasn't that way. So I agree. I think it's a good thing. I really, you know, haven't really heard too many negative things in this process, I think, other than change, which is, is you know, it can be perceived as a negative, but... Once that is out of the system, I think I think this will be good for it'll be good for the consumer. It'll be good for the industry as a whole. So, yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, go to homeenergyscore.com to, you know, link up with Brian and his company and schedule a potential appointment or find out more information. Other than that, any parting words of wisdom or advice, Devo, before we get out of here? I have no wisdom or advice other than go call Brian. He's a good guy. He'll take good care of you and your clients. All right. Hey, that's a good way to leave it. So, all right, guys, we're wrapping up episode 74. We'll see you guys probably next week. See you then. Thanks again for listening to our show and make sure to tune in next week for another great episode of the Portland Real Estate Podcast.